Today's podcast episode is all about ride sharing, how I became a Lyft, Uber, and food delivery driver. I also share my history with driving since it began a little before that, at the age of 15 to be exact. My name is Zakir Muhammad, and you are listening to the Living Legacy Podcast. I am a brand cultivating strategist and photographer. What that means is I help you to make your social media pages look good. At six months old, a camera saved my life. At nine months old, I was officially dubbed a cancer survivor. Now it's my turn to teach and inspire you to step outside of your comfort zone. Please be sure to subscribe and download. Imagine what life is like when you are always in a vehicle and always on a road. Stuck in traffic, killing gas, maybe even jamming to your favorite radio stations or your favorite music playlist. Now imagine what it would be like if you were never the one to have to drive. Which one would you love? Which one would you hate? Driving is in my blood. My dad was a taxi driver before I was even born. And then later became a CDL truck driver um, after my mom announced that she was pregnant with me. He also did do a little bit of driving um, during his experience in the Vietnam War and the Air Force. But... I also played a lot of video games growing up, um, but my most favorite arcade games were the ones that had to do with driving, so games like Crazy Taxi, but I also just was surrounded by car experiences. For example, when I was in elementary school, um, we always had hoopties, (laughs) also known as those older cars that... Uh, sometimes need a little push if they, you know, run out of gas or if the battery temporarily died. So sometimes I would, you know, be the one to help my dad to steer the car if the power steering went out, steer the car uh, (laughs) while he pushes it. And even when I would go with my dad on his truck trips, um, he would have me sit on his lap and I would drive, I would steer. We'd be on the highway, of course, it would be either the certain highway where there aren't that many people or the time of day where there aren't that many people, so it wouldn't be a problem. But experiences like that uh, just really opened my eyes up as far as driving goes. Then I would also, um, I remember, I have this fond memory of there's a childhood friend, there's a big family, but one of the oldest sisters was taking me home. We had just been going out, we probably had one of our many fun activities, and she would take me home. And uh, once we got into the apartment complex, it was a gated community. So once we got past the gate, she let me sit on her lap, and I got to drive myself home, you know. So that was very fun. But, yeah, believe it or not, I began driving with a permit at the age of 15. Um, I took an online driving course because at the time I was living in Tampa, and I was able to do that. I was able to, because um, I was taking many other online courses as well during high school years. But then by the time it came for driving lessons, I was able to take an online, it was all basically like a simulator. Like uh, everything was in that really cool 3D animation. And I was taking um, an online course. And But then I couldn't go through with it. Well, I finished the course. I graduated from the course. I got that certificate. That was great. By the time... It was time to get my license, or my permit, rather. This was my permit, um, driving license for my permit. Uh, we had moved to South Florida. 
And South Florida, that's a completely different county, completely different side of Florida, and they had completely different rules. So then I ended up going to, ironically, my cousin's alma mater's, <laughs> um, their high school. And on weekends, I would take a, a, a literally physical driving course, so which was great. I got to practice, um, you know, parallel parking, which is rare unless, you know, I only really used it when I moved to Washington, D.C. That's the only time I really had to master parking, you know, because my school, my photography school was in Georgetown. That's like a city. But I had to learn how to parallel park. Because of my experience, I was kind of ahead of everyone else. So by the time my instructor tested me, it was about a three-month program. Um, I think it was... I think it was free because it was part of the education system, but it was a three-month program, and by the time it was time for me to take my test, because everyone kind of individually took the test with the driver at that school, and then he gave, like, a little notified letter that said, okay, you can all you needed to pick up your permit because you passed this test. But I was ahead of a lot of people. I knew the rules because I had been driving, <laughs> technically, um, at such a young age. So driving um, and fast driving, I'll say, has always run in my family. Um, so we love fast and furious, and we do tend to drive. We're one of those who will um, maximize the speed limit <laughs> on the highways. Um, so I, I don't know where it came from, but all my siblings are like that, uh, me, my brother, and my sisters. Um, but believe it or not, I have i don't think I've ever actually gotten a speeding ticket, at least since I've been back to Tennessee. Like, I've moved to Tennessee as an adult in 2014, and I've been here about five years now, and I have not gotten a speeding ticket. But, of course, back when I was living in Washington, D.C., I uh, got plenty more of those because there were cameras everywhere. <laughs> but um, the cameras were just... It was just, like, I was always late for school, late for trying to get to a client, and, and it's just traffic, so I was always just running a light. So it was never really, I, I don't think I was ever really pulled over for, like, speeding, speeding. Most of it was just caught at a light, speeding through a light. Um, but the thing um, that kind of separates me from every other young driver, I would say, is that all my driver's license, I do have requirements. Like, some people have requirements where they're not supposed to drive out um, after dark and things of that sort. But my requirements on my license were that I have to have a blind spot, blind spot slash side view mirror on my vehicle. No matter what vehicle I'm driving, I have to have a side view mirror. Now, for me, that sounds weird, right? Because every car has side view mirror. But apparently, back in the day, according to my parents, that wasn't the case. Side mirrors were... It, an extension, you know, they just helped to um, help your driving experience. So when I first started driving, um, we kind of tried a bunch of different things. So I had blind spots. I had blind spots on both sides, but then I realized I really only needed it on the passenger side. And then I would have a, a like an extended size of a side view mirror, um, which basically just think of it as, as like an uh, amplified magnifier. So it's just the rear view that's right. You know, your rear view mirror, but it's just a little bit bigger than um, what you used to. So that was okay. But I realized I didn't need it because I had, I I learned to position myself, of course, in my seat of how I can see, you know, my side, my, my left side mirror, my right side mirror, and then, of course, the rear view mirror. So, of course, I just had, you know, one car um, all of my young adult years. 
I had, believe it or not, my first, I, I was blessed to get my first car when I was um, a senior in high school. So I think I was about 18, maybe? 17? 17, yeah, 17. And I only had one car. You know, I've had that car for eight years so far. And, I mean, of course, aside from getting used to how you drive, um, I also just kind of realized what, you know, was what works for me, what doesn't work for me, you know, with my monocular vision. Because if you have not... Um, Listening to the previous episode, I kind of shared my story of, um, you know, surviving cancer and living with one eye. <laughs> so, you know, it's amazing, right? Of course, I and I've never gotten into an accident. No speeding tickets, no accidents. And um, here I am driving way more than most people, right? <laughs> so, but funny enough, by the time I was old enough to rent a car, thanks to USAA, which was age 18 also, um... Oh, no, sorry, not 1821. It was 1821, thanks to USAA. By the time I was able to rent my own car for whatever I wanted to go, it was not a problem. Still, no accident, no scratches, none of that. Um, but maybe, you know, my mom joked that I have the driving genes of my father. We've never had anything serious as far as totaling a vehicle and being totally car wrecked or having, you know, broken bones from car accidents. None of that has, has, has happened. So, I mean, I've driven, I've driven an SUV. Uh, I've driven a moving truck because I had to pick up furniture that I was going to use for my next apartment. I've driven small rental cars, big rental cars, and never once got into an accident, believe it or not. But I share all this to say because back when I was living in D.C., I mean, I used my car because I like driving. I like to see new places. Um, and, and get to know, that's really how I'm able to get to know a city. Like, I can get to know it when I'm walking, but I get to know it better when I can see the, you know, name, the streets and just landmarks and all of that. So I'm, I'm better with learning a new city when I'm driving. So even though when I was living in D.C., I didn't rack up many miles because I was always taking public transportation. So by the time I moved back to Tennessee, um, a friend of mine from my high school years came to visit me from um, Central Florida. And so this was maybe 2015. And it was her first time ever in Tennessee. And it was just my pleasure to really show her around to all the tourist locations. Now, we live in East Tennessee at that time. Um, I would, you know, this was, uh, I was with my parents and they were living in East Tennessee, which is where my dad grew up. And so I would take her around to all the tour spots and um, where the pretty mountain views are because she came at a perfect time. I believe she came in like late summer. It wasn't too hot, but the leaves were still pretty. And she enjoyed me kind of telling her the history of everything. That She was like, have you ever thought about becoming an Uber driver? So, I mean, it did come up more than once, but at the time that she asked me, it really clicked. Um, because of course everybody who knew my my good track record <laughs> when it came to driving were like, why don't you just become you know an Uber driver? And first I was like, I don't know, because I knew my dad was a taxi driver and he shared his stories. But then fast forward a couple of years, I did a little research, and by this time I was married and we moved to um, Middle Tennessee, which is the Nashville area, and I signed up for it. I signed up for well, I signed up for Uber. First, but first they were they have a quota of how many drivers can apply for a certain area, and apparently um, I learned because I did end up uh, getting approved for Uber in two thousand and eighteen, 
which is what five years later, four or five years later. But I learned that that's how I learned that they have a quota for a certain number of drivers. Because at that time, Chattanooga, the Chattanooga was not that big on Uber driving. So they didn't need that many drivers. But I did get approved with Lyft. By the time we moved to um, Nashville, Tennessee, I got approved with Lyft. And that was um, in 2016, actually. I got approved with driving for Lyft. And I really enjoy driving for Lyft. It's just something about it. They just have a completely more family oriented vibe about their company and they're very active in their communities and they have a great resource um to help drivers get started uh i i signed up mainly because i was in between jobs we had just moved to the area and i did you know try to apply for you know jc penny portraits again um because that's what i was doing as work part-time work in the chattanooga area but that didn't fall through. Um, but I did also acquire social media clients. So what I would do is during the day, early in the mornings, I would do social media work. And then by the time it's it's pickup drop-off time of day and people are getting off of work, that's when I would do Lyft. So Lyft was great when I first started because I didn't feel like I was alone. Um... I had, they had a program at that time called mentorship. So someone who had been driving a little bit longer than I have <laughs> um, kind of helped me with the inspection of my car because you do have to make sure your car is in good shape. You know, no hoopties. <laughs> but um, luckily, it's the, the, at least the, the way the cars are being built now, old, an old car does not seem so old. So my 2008 was okay in 2016 and it's still okay today in 2019 it won't it will be um out of uh the date range by 2020 so i'm okay for like one more year but um the thing is you have to make sure that your car had not been in too many accidents or not too many dings and dents on your car so he literally came to where I was because you could choose do you want him to come to you do you want to meet at the same place so I was like just just come to me I don't I don't know the area that well yet I don't want to do too much um so after he inspected my car and saw that it was in good shape you know good tires it was I, I, I did a car wash I really didn't have to do that but I did so I, I did a car wash I vacuumed and I just you know got my car ready as if that day was going to be my first drive so then um he also kind of tested to see how well I knew the area, because then he asked, okay, take me to the nearest gas station. Uh, I'll talk more about it in in another episode, but because I could tell that he was a Muslim and he knew that I was a Muslim, that's why, out of that culture of respect, that respect between women and men, that's why he didn't invite my car. But that's another, that's for another podcast episode. But he's like, okay, take me to the nearest gas station. So thankfully, (laughs) I, I went to the one that I knew because there was one literally not even five minutes away from the apartment complex that we're living at. I passed that test (laughs) with flying colors just about. I'm just going to fast forward and just jump into tips. If you are listening to this episode and you feel like I could use uh, side income, I could use something to do. I could use a way to use my car because my car is just sitting right now. Or I have my car, you know, is in good shape. It's not younger it's not older than 2008 and I can still drive and uh and and you like driving because that's the most important thing you kind of have to like driving because you would do a lot of driving um so I just want to jump into a few tips 
make sure you're definitely tracking your miles because at this point, the moment you start having quote unquote strangers in your car, you're an independent contractor. You basically started your own business, even without, you know, launching a website or creating an LLC. You basically started your own business because um, as of this current podcast, they haven't hired people to be, say, you actually work for Uber and Lyft because nobody, they don't, you know, they don't give you, they give you benefits. They do give you insurance benefits, but you're not on the team per se. So you're still an independent contractor. Um, another tip that I have is if you do decide to use both Lyft and Uber, you get approved for both. Um, there are apps that help you to basically easily navigate and maximize your earnings between both apps because sometimes people, you know, are, are more familiar with Uber, so they will use Uber more than Lyft, even though customer service ratings are much higher with Lyft, <laughs> but sometimes, you know, you, you don't know which, which app is going to be the busiest, even if you are going out of, you know, going to the popular venue because the concert just got out or it's bar night, it's it's happy hour. So one of the apps that I recommend that you also use is Maestro. So it's M-Y-S-T-R-O. Now, currently, that's just the Android version. I am um, an Android fan. But if you use um, apps like that, it kind of helps. I really loved it because I was able to use it and if I finished a Lyft ride, it would automatically, because I was able to set it, it would automatically turn on my Uber app. That helps, too, to maximize your earnings. So you're making the most in whatever time you set for working. Because another pro, a good thing about it, is that you're basically setting your own schedule. You're setting your own time, because that's what I did. I would choose to go driving in the afternoon after I did my work day basically after I'd finished you know if I had photo to edit if I had social media client work to schedule out I would do the afternoon run and it's more popular on the weekends of course because more people are doing more than just going to work going to to and from work I really enjoy driving for Lyft because I get to meet new people I love meeting new people there I mean there's a the thing you kind of have to be a people person too you can't you do but you don't because some some people have shared experiences of drivers who who just don't talk to you at all um even though ideally people love to just especially if they are coming and going from work they love a driver that says hi how are you good and that's it. <laughs> that's that's the only conversation you have until you get to your destination. And most of the time, that will help you with with rating. And rating is is the same thing you would do. The reason why you would um choose the restaurant is because it has higher rating, right? So the same thing goes for the driver when you rate um drivers. So, and it's it's also similar to the restaurant industry of of drivers make the most money when it comes to tips. So just like in the restaurant industry, those waitresses or waiters rarely get the money that you spend on the food. But if you tip them, that's what that's what you know they get to keep. So it's the same thing. We get a fraction of your trip because we get all of the tips. I've also never had to worry about um, safety. Like for me, I think also for me, my my strong faith plays a role. You know, being a, a god girl, <laughs> but also. Um, um, uh, being a Muslim woman. Now, it never played a role because, thankfully for Lyft, um, p- 
people are disrespectful. You know, they are respectful. And you can have a profile that lets people know ahead of time. Uh, okay, she's a Muslim, she's a female, she's African-American. Do I want this person or do I not, you know? But I have had that situation where I would start driving to a destination, and even though the guy kind of looked fishy, uh, they would cancel the ride before me. And the good thing about passengers canceling rides is that we don't lose that money. Now, we lose it if we get to, um, a, uh, if we end up canceling and we don't have a valid reason. Like, if, for example, we get to a certain destination, and the person's not there, we, we get a refund for that. Um, but I've never had an issue. But, of course, for my safety tips, I don't do too many night trips. Not too many night trips. If I am doing a night trip, I try to only... I try to guard where I'm going. So if I know I'm going to an area that's kind of known for a bit more crimes, I would try to either turn my app off or quickly get out of that area. Um, but sometimes, at least for Nashville, it's not that bad. That If you go to a certain area downtown, that's where all the music venues are. Um, that's where... Now, bars are okay. Like, uh, it, there's a difference between Lyft and Uber. I'm not sure what it is. But as soon as I uh, was able to be approved for and start driving for Uber... I had my first vomit <laughs> in my car. But luckily, you know, there's a way to prevent that that affecting your car um, by having, you know, vomit bag. And, of course, I'm a little, you know, frugal. So I would just simply have plastic bags, double up on plastic bags, and put them in the back of my car. But I never had anyone vomit in Lyft. It's like they literally train you differently or, or go through, like, a different kind of background check for passengers. So I never really had that problem. But... You know, through all the ups and downs, I just, the best part about it is having that chance to meet new people, see new places, because when you're driving, you get to really see new places from that you wouldn't have if you were to just simply look up on your phone, okay, where should I go today? Where should I go tonight? Um, that side income is great, of course, when you are in a rut, and it's great that they now have the future for instant cash. Um, I love, you know, I still love the ability to manage my own time, which is um, another reason why I love being an entrepreneur. And it allows you to step outside your comfort zone because, like I said, there's plenty of pros and cons, there's plenty of ups and downs. And when you step outside of your comfort zone, you're learning new things about yourself, you know, how you deal with frustrations and disappointments and, and how you have to problem solve. So those are all great and exciting things for me. But, of course, the downside can be that that's a lot more gas, that's a lot more wear and tear, that's a lot more miles on your car. Um, and sometimes, unfortunately, we do end up getting the experience of picking up children who are young. Now, I don't mean, like, five-year-olds, but I mean high schoolers who signed up under their parents' name, forfeited, and just want to get home, right? They're trying to get home from school. Their parents uh, either... Didn't know about it or were okay with it. But the problem is these are 15, 14, 15, 16 year olds, 17 year olds. But the legal age, the minimum age for Uber and Lyft riding as a passenger is 18. So that gets hard sometimes. Of course, you got to use your common sense, use your instinct. If I can see on the ride that they are literally going just around the corner, I let it slide. 
But sometimes, and I hate to see the frustration on their face, but sometimes I'm like, I can't, I can't help you with that. I can't do this, you know, because I got to look out for myself too. We do have rules. We do have to follow, even though we're independent contractors. So, um, but I'm just, I'm grateful for the ability to be able to drive and, and meet new people. But then sometimes my car would not be in the great enough shape for picking up people. Because like I said, you have to make sure you get those oil changes, you get good tires, make sure nothing else is going on with the engine, or I may not feel like vacuuming my car, you know, sometimes that, that can affect your rating too. So then, as another means of making money, I then signed up for a food delivery. So I was actually automatically approved like maybe 30 days after I was an Uber driver um, to do Uber Eats. So that was uh, great because I love the apps where we can deliver food and not have to pay now no we don't pay out of our own card but my first food delivery that i got approved for was postmates and although they have amazing tips like we get um a lot more tips and a lot more back from those um uh food deliveries the downside is that only some restaurants require uh, uh postmates to pay for the meal before it gets picked up now i don't i think i'm trying to figure out why that is um, I think, you know, some people may know better than me, but when I first tried my first, like, Postmates pickup, I think it's because it depends on the payment method of the person, right? So if they take paying using a debit card, that's one way. If they're paying using a credit card, that's another way. So that's what would determine, or maybe even the restaurant. The restaurants have certain policies that they need to follow to make sure that they don't, you know, get cheated out of it. Um, and then the other food delivery option I signed up for was Grubhub. Grubhub is amazing because it is also similar to Uber Eats where you don't need a certain card from that um, food delivery company. Everything is pretty much paid for. But the only downside is that Grubhub has you on a timer. <laughs> and that timer can affect your rating. So if I'm like one time, it's only one time, and I, and I never did again because I just, I just couldn't maximize it the right way. But at one point, there was I'd had both of the food delivery apps on. Now, my show only... Um, does one app at a time. So at one point, I just I just wanted to see if I can just see how it worked to do two food deliveries at a time. So at one point, it was like a um I guess it was like a Chinese restaurant, you know, where they take their time with the food. The food was not ready yet. So um I told the app, okay, food not ready. So they know that I'm waiting. But I had I think I still had my Uber Eats app on or something like that. So I left to go pick up that food, which was literally around the corner. And it was a day, it was a holiday, so not many places were open. So it was literally around the corner. And so I <laughs> I picked up um, both meals. Now, mind you, even though the pickup may be nearby, the delivery places may not be. And people do not want to receive their food code, especially, you know, there's so many situations with food delivery. Are there places that work? Um, it's It's you know, after hours, so they can't just go and leave in microwave. They just moved to a new place, so they don't have their microwave yet. You know, people, there's many reasons why people don't want their food called, or it's a date, and, and you're in a, you know, you just don't want to microwave your food. It's certain kind of food that you just don't want to microwave. Um, so that can kind of affect your ratings as well. But I love, you know, food delivery because, one, I'm a foodie. So if I can learn about new places to go eat, I am down for that. So... Food delivery is great if your car, they don't have a limit on your car. Um, I mean, 
of course, it's just important that you're able to drive and get there and pay for your own way, you know, pay for your own gas and all that stuff. But um, there is no limit on what kind of car you have for food delivery. Um, and it's it's there's a never dull moment with food delivery, too, because sometimes I remember driving and delivering food to what looked like really expensive houses. And once I realized or even Googled the area, I realized that could have been a family member or a friend of a celebrity, and I would have never known that. <laughs> but some people, you know, I eventually joined a Facebook group with other drivers just to, you know, sh- learn about other experiences and know what's going on before I even get out on the road. And some people would say, I just totally picked up um, Garth Brooks or Luke Bryan or, or, you know, any other celebrity, you know, because we live in Nashville, country music, um, heaven. And everybody just so laid back that you would never know or you would you barely even be starstruck too because everybody just so laid back here. So that happened too, and that's also exciting. So... I think another tip that um, I would definitely recommend is that when you are driving for the first time, it's it's helpful and people tend to appreciate to tell them, oh, I'm new to the area, oh, I'm new to driving, please, thank you for your patience, please bear with me if I do X, Y, Z, because, you know, some people who are not new as passengers have such high expectations of, you know, their lives. When you let them know ahead of time, they're kind of more, you know, understanding. And for me, before um, they made it a feature in the app, I literally told people ahead of time, I don't hear very well. So if if you don't mind, you know, talking a little louder or um, making sure that you get my attention before speaking, things of that sort. But then later on, both Uber and Lyft app will have the feature in your profile to say, okay, are you hard of hearing or are you deaf? And so I can say yes. But see, um, most people wouldn't know which is which because they, they include both hard of hearing and deaf. So by the time I get into the car, <laughs> some of them have even told me, they're like, oh, see, I wasn't sure if you were completely deaf because here I am and you're talking to me. So the the app told me that you're like deaf. And so I thought you just wouldn't hear me at all. But then here I am, I'm saying hi. I call them by their name, which they love that. And so that always, you know, throws them off guard. So that's always fun. Um, But my thing is that don't, Treat it as if you're just, you know, t- uh, taking your friend here and there. Treat it as if you're you're transporting your elderly family member. So, you know, they don't need to be riding around a sharp curve, bumpy bumpy road, things of that sort. Or you're even transporting a young CEO. They need a smooth ride so they can get their work done, right? And my last tip is to also just... You know, read up on the experiences of others. So, like I said, Facebook groups. I've joined a couple of Facebook groups. There's one called Uber Lyft um, 101. Um, and it, even in there, people kind of also throw in talking about Uber Eats because that's also part of the same app, the same company. And I've even started looking on YouTube and following YouTube vloggers, not B L O G G E R S, but B L O G G E R S. And one of my favorites for, you know, women is Drive Girl Drive. So if you look her up, she had plenty of tips on how to get started and her pros and cons and even her suggested apps. Or even if you are a guy, um, there's the rideshare guy, and he's been doing it for a while. He, he I think um, he started doing it full-time probably also because of a lack of job experience. He's out, he's out there in San Diego, California, so he's definitely where the moolah is. <laughs> so 
I share this experience to, to say, give you an option for side income because there are definitely a lot of changes going on in this in this current country. So if you are looking for a way to have side income, you like driving, you like people, and you want to um, utilize your vehicle, I definitely encourage you um, to sign up for Vodge Sharing. Of course, there's always going to be ups and downs, just like if you're traveling, you know, or just always use your common sense. But all in all, I have more pros than cons. So if you want to sign up as a um, driver, you can get a sign-in bonus for signing up. And those are kind of great incentives. So Lyft has a, has a lot of great incentives. So if you want to sign up, go to um, Lyft.com, L-Y-F-T dot com. And then when they ask you if you have a promo code or anything like that, use my first name, which is Z-A-A-K-I-R-A-H. And then the number is 833-987. That's all one word. This is for the code if you want to sign up for Lyft. Now, if you want to sign up to become an Uber driver, use my code, which is kind of more difficult. But, of course, you will go to partners.uber.com. And then that code that you would enter is A as in apple, E as in elephant, Z as in my first name, H as in Harry, U as in unicorn, R as in red, S as in Sally, nine you is in unicorn and then e is an elephant if you also were an android phone user and you want to try out could you get a 14-day free try with maestro m-y-s-t-r-o you can um, go to that website actually this is a very short website so hopefully you're able to catch this um so this website is s as in sally s as in sally q as in quilt t as in tom dot c-o slash forward slash amazon mary the number five, E is an elephant, R is in red, capital A is an apple, lowercase f is in fox, capital A is an apple. So that's the code for Meister if you want to try that out. And definitely stay safe on the road because it, it can get dangerous out there. There's a lot of people who don't know how to drive. So stay safe and make that moolah. Thank you for listening to the Living Legacy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and download so you don't miss the next episode. If you want to learn more, you can visit ZakiraNayar.com.